Hello, and happy Hi. 2021. Yeah, maybe it won't be as much of a dumpster fire. Um, well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? We can hope. <laughs> I saw um, this I saw this meme. Did I send it to you, the Joker meme? No. It was uh, the Joker showing, it was like a, the Joker, and he's kind of like gesturing with his arm like, like take a look and it's like to pennywise next to him oh and my it, god and it said 2020 showing 2021 around the office <laughs> pretty fucking much oh my god it was really funny that made me feel a little bit better yeah quality memes always help they do and they i will say 2020 is the year of many things but also a year of the memes it is the year of the memes and mm-hmm. they are top notch they are so yeah but we're back we're back Um, i know it feels like so long i know it's been two weeks Mm -hmm. it was kind of a nice break it was a nice break yeah not that i don't enjoy recording and researching and getting to talk to you every week and you know talk to work sometimes it really fucking can which which i'm sure you had a lot of work this week with what you're we did wait we i know what rachel's talking about by the way that's rachel oh that's becky yeah yeah and this is chardonnay and dna blur 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 you know that yeah 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 um but i we so rachel's talking about like a relevant case um which is why i know normally i don't know what she's going to talk about but this one is definitely going to be a doozy i you know what's the funniest shit look up at the fucking uh look at the the sound the bar the address bar and what did i write there oh oh (laughs) this was a doozy Ooh, yep that was another circus moment right there yes that was another like um it's like we're on the same yeah brainwave the same wave man you're riding it dude yeah um but it was a doozy and when i was writing it i kept texting becky like this is fucking dense this is a lot of shit. I'm not yeah. going to do this justice. So bear with me, folks. Well, you can't on one episode. Like, you would have to. You, right. This, that this would, would have, have to, to be a multi-episode. Yeah, and we probably could have made it that, but it's just so relevant right now. Right. And then maybe down the line we'll revisit it and do a multi-part episode, but we've never done that before. And this is, I'm going to call this season two because we took a two-week break. So And it's a new year. Uh, it's a new year, so let's make it a new season, right? Season two. So for the first episode of season two, I didn't necessarily want to do a multi-part. Uh, no, 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 that's a lot. Episode, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm actually drinking. Uh, probably not the best idea. Uh, <sighs> no, it's it's warranted, but it's needed today. Um, so I'm gonna try not to fuck anything up. But you guys will still love me, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> everyone just say yeah and right. shake your head. Yeah. Um, so you had a really great icebreaker. It wasn't really an, even an icebreaker. It was just a question you asked me the other day and we said we were going to talk about it. Yeah, because I was listening to um, a podcast and they were talking about this and I thought it was a really interesting question. Um, let me – I just want to find our answers in this in this text but the answer was if you could have like 10 different types of animals like all live with you like no issues like you don't have to worry about anything um like a bear eating a weasel like you don't have to worry about that it was just everyone would be in harmony what 10 animals would you have yes which i fucking love because we all know that i love animals i know i knew you'd like that and i thought it was yeah. really interesting and you sent it at the perfect moment because i was having like a small mental breakdown when you sent it and it was like the greatest distraction so. when you were getting your hair done yeah 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, all right. Do you want to go with yours first? Um, sure. I said, I said, okay. I said a pig, a Persian cat, a Sheltie dog, a koala bear, a bunny, a black squirrel, a hummingbird, a baby chick, a mini horse, not a pony, a mini horse. And a I love goat. mini horses. Ugh. Yes. So let me, I want to throw a, a quick curveball at you though. All right. Okay. If dogs and cats were not included and you could technically have them whatever kind you wanted whenever and they're not included in this 10, but mm-hmm. you can still have them, what would you replace the Persian cat and the Sheltie dog with? Um, I would probably replace those with hmm, maybe like a little fuzzy something like a fox. I think you okay. said a fox mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, a skunk that couldn't spray me. Oh, I love skunks. They're so sweet. They're really cute. Um, My friend has one named Doobie, and he is the sweetest little thing, and I love him very much. Does it not spray? Nope. She had, um, you can have their scent glands removed, and it's not like mean or anything. It doesn't hurt them at all. It's like ferrets. Like, you can do that with ferrets, too. Like their, is it like their anal glands? Yeah, it's like their squirties in their butt. I don't know. (laughs) But like, they still have a smell because it's an animal. But like, I don't know. I just, Doobie is the coolest and I love him. Like I was holding him and he would like nuzzle up in my hair and my neck and just like chill. And like, I love him. No, I think they're really cute. So yeah, probably a skunk. I'm not sold. I mean, foxes are really cute, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sold on that. Um, Or maybe like a cool bird, like a flamingo. That would be kind of sweet. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I originally had set a dog and cat in mind, but then I was like, yeah, but I I just liked the idea of like domesticated animals, you know, usually domesticated animals, maybe like, you know, like dogs and cats, let's like leave them out and say you can have as many as you want, you know, like they don't factor into the equation. Mm -hmm. Um, So mine was a sloth, a pig, uh, a fox of any kind. A bat, um, a Malleura Mastix, a wolf, a bear, a Highland cow, and then I said a dog and a cat. But you mentioned possums, and I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" So um, I expected that to be in there. Yeah, I, and I, it was going to be, but then I was like, "No, I need a dog and a cat." So that's why I like changed it. Was like, if dogs and cats can't be in this, and you can just have them. Um, so. It would be raccoons and possums at the okay. end. Okay, okay, I like that. So um, raccoons are cute too. Oh, I love them. I love them so much. Uh, she had a raccoon for a while too, and he was really cool. For real? Oh, I think yeah. my my uh, my aunt like raised a raccoon for a minute. Yeah, like if you in Pennsylvania, you have to have like a grandfathered license to own like own a raccoon. Like you have to go through all these trainings and stuff. Um, but she, they, it was an abandoned baby raccoon, and like they just like rehabbed it and then let it go. Did I tell you that I? I, I can't remember if I did, but remember when the whole Gator Man thing was happening in Pittsburgh? The guy, yeah, yeah, that was your neighbor, right? Yeah, he lived two he lived two doors away from me. Yeah, that's nuts that you didn't just see the gator strolling down the fucking street. Dude, well, (laughs) where the gator was found by the guy walking his dog, which first of all, I would shit my pants, (laughs) but it was literally the house like across the street and like catty corner to us. 
Oh, that's funny. Just like walking in like the bushes. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Just chilling. Like, what up, man? And I, when you said like you had to have like a license to have a raccoon, I was just like, I did. I don't even think that guy had to have a license at the time. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they were trying to make it that way after that happened. Yep, you can't have a fox in Pennsylvania either. There's a lot of animals you can't have. But alligators did not make that list. Alligators didn't make that. They used to, there was someone who would buy an alligator and release it in Beaver Run like every fucking year, which is the (laughs) most cruel thing because when it freezes, it's going to die, you know, Mm -hmm. and like they'd always find like the alligator's footprints and then like the sliding mark of its stomach in the mud. And I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, yeah. And like, that's not, that's not where it should be. No, like it's very cruel to do that to an animal that's in its wrong any animal you shouldn't have a domesticated alligator and release it in florida either but like you know definitely not release it in the fucking sub-zero temperature of beaver run in the middle of winter yeah no i don't that's <sighs> yeah it's so stupid but yeah so have you ever seen a highland cow oh no i meant to look that up hold on look look it up it's gonna change your life i did look up the lizard thing oh i'm, I'm actually gonna get one of those like in real life Oh, that's what a Highland cow is. Yeah, aren't they precious? Oh, yeah, it's like bangs. Yeah, and they're like poofy. Yeah, it's and like pretty they can cute. brush them out to be really cute, like big poofies. Oh, and they kind of have like <laughs> this one I'm looking at. It has like kind of like crossed eyes and like mm-hmm. its tongue is sticking out. I'm gonna send mm-hmm. it to you. Baby Highland cows are fucking precious too. Oh, I love them. I love so many animals. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. When you get rid of Joey. <laughs> you can... Oh my goodness! <laughs> Do you see that thing? <laughs> so cute. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, but... Uh, so we won't have any more crickets interrupting us. Where are um, they at? My gecko died. <laughs> oh, fuck. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> You like posted that in passing and I was like, what the fuck? But like you didn't I didn't you didn't directly tell me. Well, I was like I was really upset at the moment, like <laughs> and I'm still upset, don't get me wrong. She was 14 years old. That's a long ass time for a gecko. Like they can yeah. live to be 20 in the ideal conditions. And she did not have the ideal conditions, but she was so old that I didn't want to shock her and change anything. So um she was she was 14. She lived a really nice, long, happy life full of Poor crickets and mealworms. But the problem was that she she was alive the night before because I came to feed her and she's in my office. And she ate her crickets and everything was fine. And then I went to bed. And then earlier in the like in the, the next day in the early afternoon, my dad was like, Oh, you gotta change the cat litter box because it is also in this room. Mm. And I was like, I just changed it. And then I walked back and I smelled what he was smelling, and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> and I walked over and she died under the heat lamp. Oh no. So her body essentially started to rot immediately because it was baking. <laughs> That's fucking gross. So I I like walked out and started sobbing because one, my gecko is dead and two, she's literally baking. <laughs> Dude, that's well, yeah. that's so upsetting. It was so sad. And eventually, like, I mustered up the courage to come in and, like, pick her up and, like, get her in a box. And, like, we buried her and everything because I 
had to bury her and uh clean everything up but we had to have the the windows open in the house for like four hours to get the smell out it was oh awful my God, I and it can't. was like 15 degrees outside so oh yeah so no more crickets terry you're not gonna have to hear them what did you do um, with the crickets you set them free yeah i just let them go yeah well i mean they they won you know <laughs> Maybe they killed her. <laughs> they, they might have. Who knows? I did Aww. have that happen one time. Did I ever tell you that? No, the crickets killed the lizard. Yeah, I had a green anole when I was a little kid, and uh, we threw a bunch of crickets in the cage with him before we went on vacation because uh, we were going on vacation and we needed to feed him. And I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, they'll just run around. He'll eat him when he's hungry. Well, I was also young, and I didn't know that crickets are fucking assholes. Um, and they attacked my anole, and it killed him. And when I came back, they were, like, eating his eyes. <gasps> it was fucked up. Ew. Was really fucked up. Yeah, I was like, wow, fuck you. So that's why I really don't like you, you I'm like, ooh, over pretty much everything, but crickets have a special place in hell. You're kind of like, you can fuck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I don't like them. So um, but yeah, so no more crickets. My next lizard will be um a uh veg like a herbivore, so you won't have to deal with crickets. So yeah. Well, R.I.P. Yeah. Yep. What was her you name? Were, I never named her. <laughs> what? I really didn't ever name her. So um, it was her and her brother when I worked at PetSmart when I was like 17 is when I got them. And um, I just never named them. And I don't know why. I just never did because I couldn't tell them apart. And then her brother died. And I was like, well, you never got a name, so I'm not going to name you now. I so, cannot believe you never named your gecko. Yeah. She was just my sweet little geck. Okay. So well, R.I.P. to sweet little geck. Yep. Yep. So and uh no more crickets. So no more driving you nuts, Terry. I'm sure he's very thankful. I'm sure he's very appreciative. Did Not Terry, that my gecko died. Did Terry but... kill the gecko? <laughs> it was a conspiracy. <laughs> he's like fucking crickets, like the fucking crickets. I can't, I can't fucking handle these crickets. The worst part is I never realized it because I'm so like numb to them in the house. <laughs> Yeah, I only whenever when I did hear them, I honestly just thought it was some like weird feedback. You know, it was it was definitely my cricket. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't notice it that much. What I'm extremely happy about is that I won't find random crickets in my house that have grown to like mega crickets because that's happened a couple times. Like they've Ew. gotten out, and then I'll turn to like it'll be months later, and I'll find a cricket that's like two inches big and i'm like what the fuck (laughs) um no that is horrifying (laughs) yeah so real thankful for that but uh any other updates for everybody since it's been two weeks i can't believe it's been two weeks i know i was actually racking my brain i'm like do i have anything to update i mean not really uh no i finished school (gasps) you did yay brava yeah i finished for my second master's degree so um whoopty fuck and now i'll have more time to research and not have to that's such a load off though when you finish something like that you're like oh my god i have all this time and really you're just gonna spend it like laying on the couch which is but you deserve it it's okay i i yeah but we know that i'm not gonna stay out of school for very long so (laughs) we'll see what happens yeah you'll probably go back yeah it's it's a fucking struggle but yeah so that's been nice um Man, that's it. We're boring. Dude, I've just been I seriously these two weeks have been like for rest. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's been nice. I took some time off work. Yeah. So that was a good time. 
um, pretty much stayed pretty fucked up a lot of the time. So it was a good time. <laughs> I'm becoming a crazy crystal collector. Yes, get on my level. Do you have crystals? Yes. <laughs> Where? Everywhere in my house. I have a giant piece of obsidian near my door. Uh, what the I fuck? Torm- I feel like I've missed... Okay, I have to look at everything. I have tourmaline everywhere. Well, at my old house, I used to hang them in the door in the doorways and all the windows. Um, Like tourmaline and obsidian. Dude, I um, never noticed your crystals. Show me your crystals, goddammit. Yeah, I will. I even have crystals in my car, dude. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, it's becoming, like, obsessive. Well, that means we have to go to the shop soon. Which one? There's one I really like up in Johnstown. The lady is, like, such a doll. Oh, um, my God, because I've just been, like, stalking, like, Instagram accounts. There was a great one in Pittsburgh, but it shut down. Uh-huh. Um, it was like called Moonstones. It was great. Oh wait, There's... where? It was over in Dormont. Yeah, I remember it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for your crystal collecting. Yeah, I have. Oh yeah, I'm getting real into it. Oh my god, Good. I didn't know you were a fellow like mm-hmm. crazy crystal and herbs. I collect herbs too, and not the weed kind. I was I mean, just like... I was gonna make a joke, but I was like, I don't know. If she'd be... <laughs> She'd appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to no. be like Rachel. We know. We all know. We all know. But yeah, no. I I also collect herbs and stuff for like um, smoke cleansing and you know things like that. Smudging. Well, so here's the thing, and I'm glad you said that because I want to bring this up, and it's a great teaching moment for everybody. Are oh you my- ready? Okay, psycho. <laughs> no, actually, I I didn't know this, and I used to call it smudging as well. Um, smudging is actually a closed practice to indigenous people. Oh. And burning white sage is also a closed practice to indigenous people. And I did not know that. Same with Palo Santo wood. Same oh, thing. That's like that's such a big thing. Yeah. So we and should not I've be been, doing that. Yep. And I've been doing it for fucking years and I only just learned this and I feel like such a dick now. So you're probably but, cursing yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we don't actually know what we're doing with it. Like it's not, it's not, uh, it's not my religion. It's not my practice. And I, I have no business doing that. So I'm not doing it properly. Like there's like a whole thing with smudging that like is sacred to the indigenous peoples. So what do you do instead? So, I do smoke cleansing. So I'll burn like lavender, rosemary, uh, bay leaves. Um, I'll do like different herbs like that. There's a ton of different herbs that you can burn for smoke cleansing. And essentially you do what we called smudging, but wasn't actually smudging. Got it. Okay. So that needs to be like taken out of the The vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't burn white sage. Um, you can use like kitchen sage, like garden sage, I guess, because it's not sacred. It's just sage. Um, at least that's what I've been told. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Cause I want to not, you know, I don't want to offend anyone's religion or their beliefs and that's not my intent. Um, but yeah, so it was a really good teaching moment. I'm glad you said that. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad I know that. Yeah. We can always learn and grow and that's the pro- the point. So, um, I didn't know that. And now you all know that. So uh, call it smoke cleansing because that's what it is. It's not actually smudging. And don't burn white sage or Palo Santo wood. Because you're just going to fucking curse yourself. And they're endangered. Oh, that's important. Yep. So like, you know, these Walmart smudging kits, they're kind of like. Oh, no way. Yeah. They sell them at Walmart. (laughs) Shut the fuck. Nuh-uh. If you go back to the candles and stuff. (laughs) No. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a picture the next time I'm there. Oh my God. But yeah, so now you know, and I'm really excited to teach you all this stuff now that you like crystals. I do. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, it's becoming a thing. There's nothing like picking up a good crystal and knowing it's your crystal. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) Shut up. That's true. (laughs) It's very true. Like, I can't, like, there's another shop in Gettysburg that I fucking love because you can walk through and pick them all up. And I can't buy a crystal online. I have to hold it in my hand to know if it's my crystal. So. Hmm. Okay. It's just the, the energy of it. Like, I don't know. I'm a fucking weirdo. But yeah. I'm so excited. Well, yeah, I'm actually really excited to talk about this with you now. So because mm-hmm. all my other friends are like, ooh, sparkly. Like they they think it's cool, but like they don't see they don't they're not into it the way I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have like a whole encyclopedia that will tell you every single crystal and what it means and what their energies are and like what it's good for and I'm going to get you into witchy shit. (laughs) (laughs) So excited. Well, then I'm going to get you into yoga. So that's fine. I can handle that. I should do it anyway. So, okay. All right. Are you ready? Wait, we should, we need to update everyone though, that you did find the Snoop Dogg wine. I did find it. I almost drank it today, but it's warm. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this because it's probably going to be dry and like dry and warm is going to be a problem. Have you not tried it yet? No. Okay. Maybe we can try it when we're together. Oh, that would be fun. So, um, but I did find the Snoop Dogg wine. I sent Becky a very excited photo in the liquor store. Very excited. Um, even though I had a mask on, you could tell that I was like, oh, my no. mouth was, it was wide in your, open. It was in your eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. The eyes said it all. So Snoop, I'm coming for you. I'm going to drink this wine. God, um, I, I hope I want Snoop to listen. Snoop, please listen. Just know that I love you very much. She loves you very much, Snoop. Very much. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll try it when we're together and then we'll update everyone. Okay. So I'm, I'm very excited. Oh, okay. So for Christmas, I got a yoga. Well, for my birthday, I got a yoga bolster from my fiance, which is like a giant cushion thing. Mm-hmm. And then my mom got me a meditation cushion. So now Yay. I have like a cool little um, like podcast chair. So I'm all nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yep. So I'm, I'm glad. All- I'm all comfy. Yep. Tell me a story. All right. Um, Samuel Little died, everyone. <laughs> yes, he did. Did, we, did you, from what? Like old? Being old? Being old. So he was in a wheelchair. He had diabetes and like heart, heart congestion, like heart failure. Like, you know, he was like 80. <laughs> Yeah, and no one's that sad about it. I'm sorry. No, no one's sad about it at all because he's a fucking evil man. Yeah. Um, So we've been talking about it a little bit and we're like, I really don't know what he did. I just know that he's the dude who drew all of his victims and like they're not even sure if he really killed all these people, but they're finding out that a lot of the – portraits and like the details of the murder are lining up with missing persons reports and dead people that like jane does that have been found um this story is all over the fucking place and i apologize in advance but like every article you read every documentary you watch they hop back and forth back and forth between like the past and the future because they never connected him to any of these murders until like 2014 yeah that's nuts so Please bear with me. This is going to be confusing as fuck. And I'm going to do my best. And at the very end, I'm actually going to go through 
all 93 victims and just really quick like descriptions because I think it's really fucking important. Um, and they're actually discovering, um, you know, finding identities of victims by doing things like this um, and just getting like the descriptions out and like the murder areas and things. So I just think it's important. So we're in for a fucking ride, everyone. Okay, let's do Ooh. it. Okay. Let me get up to the top here. Um, Samuel Little was born on June 7th, 1940 in Reynolds, Georgia. Nobody fucking cares about this stuff and his background because he was such a piece of shit, but I I just got to go into it. He would be a Gemini. Sorry for all the Geminis, but... Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Little claims that his mother was a prostitute and that she left him on the streets as a toddler. uh, And after his birth, they actually moved to Lorraine, Ohio, where his grandmother raised him. Mm. His grandparents' last name was McDowell, and he would use both names interchangeably. So he'd go by Samuel McDowell or Samuel Little. Uh, He was a troublemaker in school, having issues with discipline and achievement. He had a criminal record in his teens and was sent to a juvenile detention center for a period of time. Once it was for stealing a bike. Another was for a burglary. Um, Little was already fantasizing about killing people when he was a child. He stated that when he was seven or eight years old, he got the first urge to choke someone. By the fifth grade, he was obsessed with a teacher who kept rubbing her neck in class. This is all really important to, like, his killings, by the way. Okay. Um, And he began fantasizing about killing a little girl with freckles that he knew. Um, I also want to point out that, like, the FBI and everybody who has done investigations on Samuel Little, a lot of the shit that he says, they don't know whether or not they can say it's true. Because he embellished a lot of shit all the time. Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, because at that point he wants a fucking trophy. Yeah. Um. And so a lot of the stuff about, like, his victims and shit, they don't know if it's true, but they have confirmed a lot of them to be factual. So I just want to point that out. Like, and I talk a lot from the point of view of Little, and that's why I'm saying that. Um, Okay. In the 1950s, Little began roaming across the country. In his 20s, he was arrested eight times. In Missouri, he was arrested for intent to rape. I was just going to ask, are these, like, petty crimes? But no. (laughs) Nope, nope. He he went big. Uh, Yeah, he Um, did. In Baltimore, he was sentenced for assault with intent. His other crimes included DUIs, fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, and armed robbery. Uh, In his late 20s, he moved to Florida to live with his mother. Uh, And he worked various times uh, as a cemetery worker and an ambulance attendant. Oh. Uh, By 1975, he had been arrested 26 times in 11 states for crimes including theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, and attacks on government officials. Yeah, like, that's the kind of stuff that's like, no, dude, it's all downhill from here. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he probably should be like locked up and never let out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but because he used both of his names interchangeably, oh, that little fucker. he was able to hold off police from his trail for a really long time. Uh-huh. Um, he was actually not connected with a death until 1982. And wait till you hear this shit show. <laughs> Mm. He was arrested in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and tried for the murder of 22-year-old Melinda Rose LaPree. 
she had gone missing in September of that year and her family called her Mindy. They said she was a very talented musician and could just listen to a song and play it back. Um, she ended up getting into sex work and went missing. She got involved with a guy, like it was her boyfriend and he got her involved in sex work, sex work. Um, police actually did not take her missing report seriously because she was a prostitute uh, and because her boyfriend was likely her pimp and he was the one who reported her missing. So they assumed that she had just skipped out on ta- on him, you know what I mean? Because she didn't want to do sex work anymore. So they didn't give it any like credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, her body was found badly decomposed in a cemetery. And there were other girls who worked near her, and they gave a description of a man and a car that they had last seen her in. Uh, the description was of Samuel Little. It was um, a light-skinned uh, black man with reddish-brown hair. Um, they were able to track down... Yeah, and she was found in a cemetery. Come on. Yeah. Uh, they were able to track down Samuel McDowell <laughs> from the description. Uh, despite the eyewitness testimony, there was a lack of evidence that the jury felt they could rely on. They also didn't trust the testimony because it came from sex workers. <laughs> because of this distrust, a grand jury declined to indict him. In January of 1984, that's when they did that. Um, this was a theme across many of his crimes. Juries and court systems didn't trust the witnesses to his crimes because they were from the dredges of the of society in their eyes. Oh um, and sometimes they wouldn't even get reported to the police because they knew they weren't going to get taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, after he was acquitted, he was actually kept in custody for six months to try and build a stronger case. Uh, And they received a message from a Florida police department with a sketch of a man who was seen in connection with another murder in Gainesville. It seemed to be similar circumstances to the other. A nude body was found in a hay field by farmers in 1982. And it it was only a few days before Melinda Melinda LaPree had been killed. Uh, She was covered in bruises and beaten. And she was identified as Patricia Mount using an old mugshot. She was 26 years old and had been spotted at a bar the night before. Her friends saw her leave with someone from out of town, and she was never seen again. The description matched that of Samuel Little or Samuel McDowell again. The car was described as a station wagon, which was the same kind that was described in Mississippi as well. They had found hair on the body that placed him at the scene of the crime, and it was his hair. And despite him denying being there, they still found that hair. He was transferred to Florida to be brought to trial for her murder. And it seemed like they had a really strong case because of that hair, right? No. The case lasted two days. At that time, hair was not considered as damning evidence. (laughs) And he admitted that he was there and danced with her. And that's how his hair probably got on her. Oh, my God. Witnesses identified him positively, but again, due to mistrust of the witness testimonies, he was acquitted and released in January of 1984. So they almost caught this guy and stopped more murders from happening, Mm -hmm. but because hair wasn't enough. (sighs) I'm okay. That's, yeah, that's infuriating. Mm -hmm. So he just got to like, you know, go another 30 years. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, He returned to his hometown of Lorraine, which is actually just outside of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. 
1984, a woman's body was found in a stairwell. She was naked from the waist down, and she had been in the stairwell for months based on her <gasps> decomposition. Uh, wait, and what? Like, what kind of stairwell? Like, I, I think it was a factory. I'm, how the fuck? Wow. Okay. Talk it's, about like your gecko stinking. Oh yeah, it's super fucked up. Like, and I watched a documentary, so some of this pieced together from like my research, and some of it is shit that I threw in from while I was watching the documentary too. Um, and this was from that, so they didn't really talk about like the area. I think it was a factory, though. Um, they couldn't determine who she was or how she died uh. because of the de- decomposition. Yeah, months. Oh mm-hmm. my god. She went unidentified until 1992 when a detective realized they could put her fingerprints into a national database to identify her. At the time, they didn't do that, like, you know, in the 80s. Right. Yeah, that's like, that doesn't surprise me that it took until the 90s. So her name was Mary Jo Payton, and she had some small petty crimes. Uh, and detectives said she lived on the edge of society, so under the radar. Uh, they tried to look into her background and where she might have been to try and tie her to someone, but they couldn't. She was also a sex worker. And let's be honest, they just didn't care that much, probably. Yep. So this happened a lot with the bodies of murders he had committed. Yeah. Uh, Mary Brosley had been dead for three weeks before a man and his 15-year-old son stumbled across her body while hunting. She was decayed beyond recognition. Uh. Police tried to run what remained of her fingerprints, but nothing matched. And because her body was so decayed, they weren't able to determine that she had died from strangulation. I should have said that earlier. His MO was strangling people. Like, that's – he wanted to strangle them. And I go into that a little bit later. Is that the neck thing with the teeth? Okay. It's like with any – like, any kind of strangulation with anything. He loved to, like, strangle people. His hands, a rope, anything he could. But was that why he was, like, so – hung up on this teacher's neck yeah so the prostitution thing is likely from his mother who he claims was a prostitute and abandoned him the neck thing i think that that stemmed from the teacher touching her neck there was a little girl he said that used to touch her neck all the time in front of him too and like taunt him Mm -hmm. so i think Um, i just i want to clarify real quick like i we rachel and i don't mean we don't intend to use the word prostitute in like a derogatory way i'm sure that's how everything's showing up in your research and stuff it absolutely is and i i interchangeably say it and sex worker because they are sex workers and that is the respectful yeah but that's that's how probably like this literature and the documentary refer to them so um like just take that with a grain of salt we don't mean it in a derogatory yeah, I absolutely way. do not. I respect the hell out of sex workers. Sex work is valid it's work. It's the oldest job in the yep. land. Yeah, and it's and it's extremely valid work. And I have friends who are sex workers, so I just don't, you know, there's no problem with it. Um, and I mean that in like, it's in every regard, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's, so, but I, uh, yeah, I don't want anyone to. Yeah, getting upset, which is, thank you for covering that because i i do use the words interchangeably but it's because of like that's what he stated he it's, called her right. a prostitute it's in, you know? it's in everything like that's how i mean that's right. how he recently changed so yeah yeah and, yeah but that's interesting that his mom was um involved in sex work because uh that's so freudian and weird right it's and that's exactly what it is like you can tell a lot of this is like trauma from his childhood yeah. you know um so Mrs. Mrs. Brosley was who I was talking about, right? 
Yes. So her body was so decayed, they weren't able to determine that she had died from strangulation. They estimated that she was like 50 or 60 years old and it was completely wrong. Like she was young. Um, A person mm -hmm, because of the decay. Mm -hmm. A person impaired by drugs or alcohol is actually easier to suffocate without a struggle. Uh, So, for example, younger people tend to have a more flexible have more flexible hyoid bones and thyroid cartilage, which makes fractures less visible and less likely Mm -hmm. to their bones, uh, but they're still able to be strangled without breaking their neck. Mm. Um, Mary Brosley's blood alcohol level was so high that they thought she might have just dropped dead. Shit. Um, And they didn't label it as a homicide because of this. And many of his victims were actually not recognized as being murdered for similar reasons. And I'm going to talk about a couple of them. In 1974, Martha Cunningham, a 34-year-old black woman, disappeared in Knoxville, Tennessee. Bear? Really? Oh, the pack. (laughs) (laughs) So not threatening. (laughs) No. No one would be scared of that noise. No. Um, uh, she disappeared from Knoxville, Tennessee on her way to a New Year's Eve church service according to her sister, Jessie Lane Downs when they found her body police told local reporters it was covered in bruises an autopsy noted that her purse and jewelry were missing and that her stockings and underwear had been pulled down to her thighs and that her dress and slip had been pulled up Still, the autopsy found no obvious cause of death. Noting Cunningham's history of seizures, local authorities told the Knoxville News Sentinel that the death appeared to be from natural causes. With her with her pants around her ankles yeah. or whatever? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And being covered in fucking bruises. Yeah. Come on. In 1977, Mary Ann Jenkins, a 22-year-old black woman, was found naked but for her jewelry. Officials in Illinois incorrectly concluded that she had been killed in a lightning strike. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because that would sear her fucking clothing off. I was just going to say one that, like, sucked up her clothes. The fucking incompetence in this case drove me nuts. And, like, not that they would have known that she could have been killed by him because they weren't even aware of him then. Mm -hmm. But, like, you're telling me you looked at a naked woman and thought she got struck by lightning? And what's pointing? What is pointing to that? Wouldn't someone be, like, burned? Right, exactly. Where is your fucking evidence? I'm uh, so mad. Um, And in 1994, authorities in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, found the naked body of Yolanda Jones, 26, a black mother of two, in a vacant house with a crack pipe under her thigh. Medical examiners found no obvious signs of trauma, but did find cocaine in her blood, so her death was ruled an overdose. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I touch on this a little bit later how he got away with what he got away with and i'm sure you're piecing it together now but it's just fucking infuriating Mm -hmm. um so little moved to california after being released uh from that you know the time he got caught and almost got stopped uh and he stayed in the san diego area in october of 1984 he was arrested for kidnapping beating and strangling 22 year old Lori barros who actually survived 
A month later, he was found by police in the backseat of his car with a woman who was unconscious, who had also been beaten and strangled in the same location that he tried to kill Barros. Okay, that's so, this is infuriating because there is every opportunity to get this guy. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I don't understand that. Oh, I'll tell you why, because I get real heated about it in a little while. Okay. He served two and a half years in prison for both of those crimes and was released in February of 1987. He moved to Los Angeles immediately after. So then he kind of falls off the radar for a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't get caught. I'm sure still raping and killing. Yeah, Yeah, still murdering, you know, And, and there's actually no evidence that he ever raped someone. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, too. What? Even with... Really? It's not... It's not rape. (laughs) I mean, it it is. But it's not... The rape was not... Penetrative rape? Yes. Yes. I don't think... Like, everything I read never said that he actually had penetrative uh, forced intercourse with anybody. Okay. But still, like, a level of sexual assault or whatever. There is definitely a level of sexual assault. But nothing ever said that he actually forced himself into you know penetrative sex with anyone piece of shit probably couldn't get it up i mean probably and and i could be wrong like i said the research is fucking everywhere on this but i didn't find anything that said he actually did rape any but like any of the victims but then again they couldn't even fucking say that they had died from anything but a lightning strike (laughs) right did they they even look like right did they even check (laughs) and truthfully they probably didn't because a lot of his victims were sex workers true yeah so he probably could have i just can't find i can't confirm or deny Mm -hmm. you know um so he fell off the radar for a while uh he was arrested in september 5th 2012 at a homeless shelter in louisville kentucky and he was extradited to california to face a narcotics charge uh, after which authorities used DNA testing to establish that he was involved in the murders of Carol Eileen Elford, killed on July 13th, 1987, Guadalupe Duarte Apodaca, killed on September 3rd, 1987, and Audrey Nelson Everett, killed on August 4th, 1989. All three women were killed and later found on the streets of Los Angeles. He was extradited to Los Angeles, and he was charged on January 7th, 2013. A few months later, the police said that Little was being investigated for involvement in three dozen murders committed in the 1980s, which until then had been undisclosed. Wow. In connection with the new circumstances in Mississippi, the LaPree murder case was reopened. And in total, Little was tested for involvement in 93 murders of women committed in the United States. Jesus H. Christ. 93? Granted, that's not 93 confirmed, but he thinks he killed about that many, too. Well, okay, for some reason, I mean, this... For some reason, Ted Bundy is, like, my barometer for, like... Because he mm-hmm. he killed a lot of people. I mean, 30... He killed more than Ted Bundy and Dahmer combined. That's what I mean. Like, to me, when I hear that Ted Bundy killed, I want to... Is it, like, 30 or something? Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, I'm like, holy shit, that is so many. And the FBI he, has ranked him as the most prolific serial killer of our time. Who, Bundy? Oh, no. Little. Little. Yeah, you tell me, you say something like 93, and I'm just like, holy shit. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, I'm going to talk a little bit 
from his point of view, and this might get a little bit confusing because I'm going to go back and forth between a journalist who interviewed him and what he is saying as well. So please bear with me. And journalist Jillian Lauren went to see Samuel Little in in the California State Prison in August of 2018. At this time, Little was in poor health. He was wheelchair bound, had diabetes and a heart condition. He was 78 years old. She described Little. He had a thinning pelt of white hair and a beard to match. Age spots discolored his skin, giving him the appearance of a molting lizard. But I could see the evidence of the man he once had been. A six foot three powerhouse with catcher's mitts for hands. I could still make out the strong cheekbones, pale blue green eyes, and handsome face that might once have put his victims at ease. Hmm. Like... That's terrifying. That's very because that's, he was handsome mm-hmm. and charming, like like Ted Bundy. See, te- <laughs> well, okay, I know how you feel about that. I'm just saying that I think Ted Bundy is fucking hideous with his unibrow. Like, that's like the common like trope oh, yeah. about Ted Bundy is that Truthfully, he was this. <laughs> Samuel Little should be the example that we use for that because he was a very handsome man. Yeah, you know what? I'm looking. I I see that. Like I'm looking at a picture right now. Um, he had beautiful eyes and like nice hair. Yes, and he was just a very handsome man. And I don't mean that in like any way to glorify him. But whenever we say like no, that's how he's Ted just, Bundy got away with that. Yeah, he's just good looking. Yeah. I mean, and so he probably attracted women, and mm-hmm. then that's how he. And he was a smooth talker mm-hmm. and got what he wanted, you know, and didn't let them, you know, he, he didn't give them any fucking hint that he was nuts. Right. You know, and that's, so. those, those kind of people are the fucking scariest. Right. And like, so from now on, when we talk about like those charming, gorgeous psychos, it's going to be Samuel Little because <laughs> he really was a good looking man mm. and like he used it to his advantage. <sighs> it sucks. But yeah, the Bundy, you know how I feel about Bundy. <laughs> I do. And I don't I don't find him attractive either, but that's what I a lot of attractive in the typical fuckboy of the 70s fucking vibe. Well, that, that's like, the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> um she talked with Little about many different things, trying to kind of like build a rapport with him, you know what I mean? And like get get him to trust her because he wanted him to speak about the murders. Um, finally, he asked her if she wanted to hear about the first murder. Hmm. And this is what he said. She was a big old blonde, Little said. Round about turn of the new year, 1969 to 1970, Miami, Coconut Grove. She was a hoe. Then he corrected himself. A prostitute. She was sitting at a restaurant booth, red leather, real nice. She crossed them big legs in her fishnet stockings and touched her neck. It was my sign from God. Oh, jeez. And with that, he began to tell her about the women he'd killed. He thought he remembered 88, give or take a few. Uh, And he told her about a couple dozen of them in, like, graphic detail. Oh God. Uh, over the next woman. Yeah, over the next month or so, she went back and saw him for hours every weekend. Um so she said that when she spoke with him, he took him she, he took her on a 
He took me back through his past when the road was his home and the back alleys and underbelly bars of cities across the country offered a feast of low hanging fruit. Women whose eyes were half dead already. Women who little believed had only been waiting for him to show up and finish the job. He imagined himself as some sort of angel of mercy, divinely commissioned to euthanize. At least sometimes he did. Other times he told me he believed he was the devil. (laughs) Well, you're right about one thing, buddy. Now that is extremely accurate because the FBI even says that he has said that numerous times. Like he believes he was on like a divine mission from God. Oh my God. It's fucked. That's so like, I just fucking hate those kind of people. Cause it's <laughs> like, God didn't tell you shit. You're just a bad, bad person. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's so fucked up. Like don't. Mm, yeah. You're in a cult. You're in a cult. Call your dad. Yeah. Uh, he described the murder of denise brothers with graphic detail um this this is a little rough to hear Mm -hmm. Uh, he had purchased denise and her pimp some heroin and crack denise was actually left with little to pay for that those drugs Mm -hmm. Uh, and the pimp left he pulled into an alley and when she prepared to give him a blowjob he grabbed her by the throat and tossed her into the back seat like a fucking rag doll Mm. uh he was a big dude and i guess he he like idolized like boxing and like he wanted to be a professional boxer and shit like it's really fucked up yeah you said earlier he was like six three with like giant ass hands someone yeah someone described him like he sounds huge and scary i mean yeah Yeah, absolutely overpower someone pretty easily um so he tossed her in the back seat he strangled her with one hand and masturbated with the other Hmm. Uh, killing was synonymous with sex for him and little said it that he would make the encounters as long and slow as possible and he'd often let his victims repeatedly regain consciousness oh my god that's that's disgusting yeah this is the part that's hard (laughs) uh he'd let them regain consciousness and then choke them out again and then let them regain consciousness like over and over again the last time denise came to her head was in his lap and he said her eyes were as big as marbles uh he said that he told her i own you you're mine forever she cried and he kissed the tears from her face then he squeezed the life from her Mm. Uh, the journalist asked him why do you feel the need to own women and he said i wanted their helplessness all i ever wanted was for them to cry in my lap or something like that what the fuck yeah the LAPD gave him the name the choke and stroke killer since he often masturbated while strangling oh, his that's victims. great. Yeah, yeah, you know. <sighs> At least it was like kind of a fucked up name like Little Dick Sam, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like they glorified him. Choke and stroke's gross. I want it. I want it to be Little Dick Sam. I mean, yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Little believed he was commissioned by God to kill his victims to alleviate their misery. And other times he felt that he was possessed by the devil. Okay. So (laughs) this is where I go into how he got the fuck away from this, like away with this. And I, shit, I got to figure out who said this. Give me one second. Cause I want to give them fucking credit for this because I, I copied and pasted it because it was so good that I didn't want to change anything. Okay. Give me one second. I'm sorry. I'm scared. My, my fucking computer like deleted a couple things and I missed it. So, um, don't you love com- that? 
Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Uh, criminologist Scott Bond has written extensively about serial killers. Uh, and he stated, if these women had been wealthy, white, female socialites, this would have been the biggest story in the history of the United States. But that's not who he preyed upon. Mm-hmm. He always preyed upon those people whose lives were already devalued by society. So that's how he got away with it. He preyed on right. sex workers. Most of them were uh, persons of color. Mm-hmm. There were a couple that were white, but not that many. Mm-hmm. And they were they were all, you know, people who society had already forgotten or deemed not worthy. Right. So it's like he it, he could literally get away with murder because people aren't paying as much attention. Right. They don't they didn't care about them because mm-hmm. they weren't, you know, wealthy white females or even just like white females that weren't sex workers, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucked. It's fucked and it just shows even more systemic fucking racism and bullshit and it's just really upsetting (sighs) okay so that's how he got away with it and it's horse shit because all of these people deserved more um people and there's even like an fbi agent who says something along the lines of like they were sex workers it could have been anyone who killed them we didn't know and i'm just like shut the fuck up you didn't try yeah they just didn't fucking care (laughs) and that it's the lack of fucking caring and doing your job just because you think that they aren't worthy that okay yeah you that's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um Little died on December 30th, 2020, in a Los Angeles County area hospital. Uh, The California Department of Corrections has not determined – when I did this, they hadn't released a final determination as to a specific cause of death. But as I said, he had diabetes, heart problems, and a bunch of other health conditions and was wheelchair-bound at that point. So – and he was old as fuck. Yeah, and now he's rotting in hell. Yeah. Anyways. Hopefully. So this is where I want to go into – there's some uh, confessions that he gave, and I would like to read them because they are unmatched confessions um, that, you know, may may help to identify them. He drew all of – almost all of the women that he claimed he murdered. Yeah, that's – and, like, they were, like, kind of decent drawings. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, they're not – they're decent. Yeah, they're not bad at all. They're not bad. Like, they're not, like, crude not great, drawings. But, yeah, but, like, they're pretty detailed uh, to give a decent – like, obviously, he wasn't a fucking FBI sketch artist, but, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to – I want to read some of these confessions from the FBI website – um, and then I just want to kind of go over his victims and their ages or possible victims, like, cause he, he recounted who they were and their ages and when he killed them and possible names for them, but they haven't been matched with any Jane Doe's yet. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to start with, uh, a couple confessions. Uh, so this is an unmatched confession from Miami, Florida in either 1971 or 1972. Um, there are actually videos of him confessing on the FBI website. Shit. So you can watch them. It's it's pretty interesting. Ugh. I don't know uh, if I could watch that. It's it's rough, but like it, if you want to hear him like I mean like I could play the audio of him talking about these confessions if you wanted um it's it's kind of fucked up 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Little recounted that in 1971 or 1972, he met an attractive 18 to 19-year-old transgender black woman in Miami, Florida. Little recalled her name was Marianne, and it could have been spelled two different ways. Little said Marianne was between 5'6 and 5'7 and approximately 140 pounds. Little first met Marianne at a bar known as the Pool or Pool Palace near 17th Avenue in Miami. A few days later, they met again at a bar in Overtown where Little offered to give her a ride home. Little stated Marianne lived with several other roommates between Brownsville and Liberty City. When they arrived there, one of Marianne's roommates asked them to buy a can of shaving cream. So they returned to Little's car, which was a gold four-door Pontiac Le Mans. Uh, Little drove Marianne north on Highway 27 and killed her on a driveway, possibly near a sugarcane field. He then drove further down Highway 27 into the Everglades and turned down a dirt road that led to a river or a swamp. He dragged her body approximately 200 yards into the thick, muddy water. He doesn't think that her body was ever found. Hmm. Um, another one is from North Little Rock, Arkansas, sometime between 1992 and 1994. Like he remembers things in explicit detail, but like he did so many murders that I think that the years are just like they blur like, together. Some details might be blurred together. Yeah. Right. Little said he encountered a black female in a transient area of Little Rock, Arkansas between 1992 and 1994. He remembered it was cold and possibly snowing when they met. He described the woman as 24 years old, 5'5 to 5'7 tall and approximately 200 pounds. Little stayed with her on and off for about three days. He reportedly shoplifted with the woman and then she would sell the merchandise. Uh, He remembers being arrested for shoplifting in a North Little Rock Kroger Kroger grocery store <laughs> say that 10 times fast. yeah that was rough uh records indicate that little was in fact arrested by north little rock police department for shoplifting from a kroger on april 20th 1994 uh according to little he was released after approximately three hours so that he could move his vehicle a 1978 yellow cadillac el dorado it could have been a yellow dodge is what he said off the grocery store's property. Little stated that when he returned to his vehicle, the woman was sleeping inside. He first drove the woman to meet her ex-boyfriend, a man called Bear. Little believes Bear is now deceased. Then drove her back to her residence. He returned the following day and drove her toward Benton or Bentonville, Arkansas, where they were... When they were outside Little Rock, he drove down a dirt road and manually strangled the woman to death. He stated that he he placed the woman's body on a pile of branches and old corn stalks in or near a cornfield. He believes the woman's name may have been Ruth and that her mother lived in North Little Rock. Uh, This one's from Covington, Kentucky in 1984. Little stated that in approximately 1984, possibly in the summertime, he was driving his Lincoln Continental Mark III from Lorain, Ohio to Cincinnati. While en route, he met a 25-year-old white female outside a strip club. He remembers her as being 5'6 or 5'7 tall and 130 to 170 pounds. Little describes her as having short blonde hair and blue eyes with a hippie appearance. She approached him and asked for a ride to Miami, Florida, saying her mother lived there. Little said he and the woman drove south on Interstate 75. When they reached Cincinnati, the two of them spent time downtown on Vine Street. They continued driving together across the river into northern Kentucky. Little described driving to a hilly area not far from I-75. He drove up a small dirt road to the top of a little round hill where he strangled the woman in the backseat of the car. He left her body on the top of the hill. 
Mm. And again, these are all like all of these things I'm reading. The videos are there. You can hear them ask these questions and him talk about them. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, 1993. In 1993, Little was driving a 1978 yellow Cadillac Eldorado to Los Angeles when he met a black woman on Owens Avenue or Jackson Street in Las Vegas. He described her as a thin, dark-skinned woman who was approximately 40 years old. She's about 5'5 and 110 to 120 pounds. He believed the woman had naturally short hair but wore a long-haired wig. He remembered the woman pointing out her son, a black male who was approximately 19 to 23 years old little confessed to taking her to a motel room where he strangled her to death he said he then placed the woman's body in the trunk of his car and drove to the outskirts of las vegas he pulled off on a remote road and rolled the body's woman down a steep slope he then threw her clothes out further down the road it is highly likely that her body was never found and this is the last one of the confessions uh that are on the FBI website uh, since from new Orleans in 1982 little say that in approximately 1982, possibly in the autumn, he met a black female in new Orleans. He described the woman as approximately 30 to 40 years old, five, eight to five, nine weighing one sixty, with honey colored Brown skin and medium length, straight hair. He remembers that she was wearing a pretty dress with buttons on the front. Excuse me. Little said that they met in a club where she was attending a birthday party with a group of friends and one of her two sisters. Little left with the woman in his vehicle, a Lincoln Continental Mark III. The woman told Little that she lived with her mother, who was sickly and possibly an invalid. The woman also gave Little the keys to her house. Little drove the woman to the little to the Little Woods exit <laughs> off I-10, where he turned down a dirt road along a canal that was being dredged. They exited his car, then Little pulled the woman towards the canal where he killed her and left her body. Afterward, he drove back to the motel where he was staying in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Damn. So that was right around the time that he killed uh, Melinda LaPree. Uh-huh. And the uh, other woman in Florida. Jesus. Uh, so they, uh, there's actually a map on the FBI website of where he claims he he did all these killings. Um, and then they like pinned the drawings that he did to them. Mm-hmm. Um, he literally tr- just roved the country and killed women. That is... Wow. Like, that's just so bonkers. Like, he truly is the... Mm-hmm probably worst of this of this like generation or you know what i mean like yeah it's it's just really fucked and there's there's like if you get on the fba website and like i'll post this because everybody can read it then um it'll talk about his confessions and the unmatched confessions of people he killed like uh there's a 50 year old black woman he killed in 1987 they called her granny um (laughs) Like and he has names for some of them too, and they have matched um, his his uh, confessions to some people already. Um, so matched wise, these are confirmed. Uh, Annie Lee Stewart from Cincinnati, Ohio, he killed her in October of 1981. Mary Jo Payton, which we talked about, Carol Elford, we talked about, Guadalupe Apodaca, we talked about, and Audrey Nelson Everett, we did. Uh, there's a Jane Doe. They still don't have her identified, but he is a confirmed, mur- like she is one of his confirmed victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's from Cincinnati. Uh, Rose Evans from Cleveland, Ohio in 1991. And uh, Denise 
Christie brothers in 1994. We talked about her a little bit too. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's just really fucked. Um, it, it's fucked to see that our, uh, <laughs> our society looking down on these, these people, you know, in these areas of work and, you know, we look down on them so much that this guy got away with murdering 90 some people. Yeah, have you watched The Ripper yet? On I have Netflix? not. I have not. I started watching shit about Samuel Little, and that was <laughs> that was as far as I got. I I started The Ripper, and it's like the Yorkshire Ripper. Okay, that's what it's about. Um, and it's it's very similar to this. It's like um, it was in I think the seventies, and it was all like sex workers, and I mean not all of them. Well, they talk about how he does he he killed this person killed a like a sixteen year old who was not a sex worker, and that's when everyone started like caring. Well, and I should point out that he did kill some people who weren't sex workers, mm-hmm. but they were still. Uh, persons of color and that's probably why nobody looked into it Mm -hmm. so i just want to point that out like uh there was a family that was on the one documentary and like she was not a sex worker she was uh walking home from the convenience store Mm -hmm. and he killed her and left her in in a fucking cemetery yeah this the the ripper like there were so all these murders and like they were maybe sex workers but they were also like mothers and like had people to that that knew them and cared about them like they were just some unknown person but because they engaged in sex work like they still like couldn't catch this guy and then all of a sudden like the community started caring when it turned out to be like a 16 year old right um who was who did not do that type of work so it's just really it's really creepy and weird how like it does and that was in that was over in like the uk so like even when you look at Jack the Ripper, they were still sex workers, but they actually yes. gave a fuck. Like, they still tried to find him, you know? Like, Yeah, yeah. And that's what they, that's why they, I think that's why they started calling him the Ripper. It's because it was kind of, his MO seemed a little bit similar. Right, right. <sighs> so that's the case of Samuel Little. Ugh, that was... I was, was going to go over every one of them, but we're at an hour and four minutes, and my brain just can't fucking do it right now. Well, when you said that at the beginning, I'm like, 93 of them? I was literally just going to write, like, I was just going to say, like, their age. You know what I mean? Like, where they might have been from. But I just, I fucking can't. I wanted that's, to. That's a lot. I mean, if you have a list of them, we could post it. I have, like... I have the drawings and there is a list on the FBI website and the Wikipedia has a good list too. Um, Oh, let me give my sources. Um, So the cut.com Washington post biography.com FBI, FBI.gov Wikipedia.org. And then I watch uh, the oxygen documentary about him as well. Mm, Where did, where was, where did you find that? Uh, Just on my TV. Like I, I I literally told my remote play me something about Samuel little and it, came up oh okay that sounds interesting so it was really good and there's a bunch of other documentaries about him too like discovery did one too but it was like a a four-part series and i was like drained at that point i was like i can't i can't do this anymore oh my god i'm i'm drained with this one episode like that that is just that is a a heavy downer (laughs) it it was a doozy Mm -hmm. (laughs) so 
Yeah, so that's our jump back into the fucking pod for the year. Yeah, I hope that he is um, suffering highly in... You know how in Little Nicky, Hitler did a fucking pineapple up his ass? (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what I'm hoping. (laughs) Like, that he gets strangled and gets a pineapple shut up his fucking ass. Like, what would be your version of hell? Oh, fuck. Um... (sighs) Hmm probably a justin bieber concert (laughs) with screaming little girls mine i'm talking like teenage justin bieber i'm not talking about like current justin bieber you would go to a current justin bieber concert over a teenage one yeah because most of them are our age now but like i went (laughs) i took i went with my niece to I go to concerts with her occasionally and we went to see Sean Mendez and I actually oh. like, I actually like Sean Mendez's songs and I was like, okay, this won't be so bad, but the screaming, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, dude, you're going to hate me for this, but my first concert was Jonas brothers. Of course it was <laughs> when I was like in eighth grade, <laughs> fuck off. And I couldn't, I remember distinctly like not being able to hear properly for the first couple hours of being out of there. I am cracking up that it was fucking Jonas Brothers. Yeah, I know. You know what? We all have our dark times. I mean, whatever. You know, if it made you happy, that's all that fucking matters. I'd have gone to NSYNC, but I didn't have money because I was Poe. Right. I only, yeah, I went with like a friend like that invited me. I couldn't fucking, yeah, that. Hence why I was, I did not go to a cooler concert as my first concert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a cool, I mean, you were a kid who got to see your fate like the Jonas Brothers. Like that was cool as fuck. You know? I was so fucking like I bet you you wore something and you're like Nick's gonna notice me oh my god I probably <laughs> remember were you like were you in the middle school high school age where people wore like where girls wore like sparkly belts around their like torso kind of like not where yeah. a belt should go it was like higher it was like like a t-shirt emo. It was, like, during my partial emo phase. (laughs) I had a full emo phase, but this was, like, I remember girls doing that, and, like, the emos had done it first, and then it got, like, real popular, and then the Mm -hmm. emos stopped doing it, and it was, like, the scene girls who did it then. It was really weird. Yeah. yeah. I probably wore some shit like that. Oh, my God. How painful. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I look back, and I'm, like, you know, because we all all did that where we got dressed up, and we're, like, he's definitely going to notice me. I'm gonna marry him and this is gonna be my life. I'm and like lock eyes across the crowd. <laughs> yeah, and he's just gonna know that it's me and him. <laughs> yeah, that didn't, yeah, that didn't quite it didn't quite go down like that. Poor 14-year-old Becky. Uh, just breaking your heart. There's a TikTok about that. Like it's like a trend where they're like they talk about like when they got to meet a celebrity when they were a teenager and they thought that like they were gonna like win them over and they're definitely gonna love them and they show their picture and they look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they look like so corny. Yeah, and you're like, oh, poor baby. <laughs> but we all did it. So I don't even know what my first concert was. Mm, I'm guessing Michael Bublé Christmas special. No. <laughs> Obviously, I would, I, yeah, I would, I would probably die. I know <laughs> I went to like a Blue Man group show, but that wasn't really a concert. Like that was like a show. 
Oh, those are dope. I do like those. It was cool as fuck. Like, I can't imagine, like, going now. Like, well, not even now, but I mean, like, in my, like, early 20s when I did, like, drugs. And, like, <laughs> that'd be cool as fuck, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Going to one of those when I was in my early 20s and just, like, hammered all the time. Yeah, yeah. I would have, like, fucking raved. I should be clear by doing drugs, I meant mushrooms. Um, not like hard, not like not like hard drugs. I not meant like, like uh, crocodile. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't doing the fucking flaca and shit. Like I, I meant like tripping balls on mushrooms. Scissor. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Scissor. There was no robo tripping going on. It was just straight mushrooms or weed. Um, but yeah, yeah. Fuck, what was my first concert? I can't stop laughing over scissor. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wasn't that like cough medicine or something? Yeah, yeah. It's like dex- dextromethorphan and like you'd robo trip when you drank too much of it. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm all right. I never got that or whippets. Like, I never wanted to drink cough syrup, and I never like I've accidentally done whippets because I was trying to like eat the fucking whipped cream and didn't realize that I, I was very young too. I was like I was like a like in middle school, and I was trying to squirt out the whipped cream, and I had it at the wrong angle and didn't fucking know. <laughs> but yeah, so. What was my first fucking concert? I see. I go. I used to fucking go all the time. Who the fuck? That can be your correct, or not your correction, like, but your update for next. Why week. is the Almond Brothers coming to mind? Because that was not my first concert. That was probably like my fifth concert. Because I'm fucking seventy year old trapped in a fucking. I was about to say, are you like body. a fifty year old divorcee? Like, oh my God. it was actually a good show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was probably some fucking country song, like singer. And then Warp Tour. Oh, of course. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we'll do next week. If I can, I won't remember. I have brain damage. So I, <laughs> I'm lucky if I can remember because that was before my accident. So I probably won't remember. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Well, if but you that's do. Okay. That's all right. It's not a big deal. Just know that I went to many concerts before the world went to shit. We were supposed <laughs> to go to Backstreet Boys. I know. <laughs> I can't I was, believe I just admitted that on the fucking podcast. Oh, I would say it loud and proud. I don't give a fuck. It would be a cool ass show. I was very excited. Yeah, and I was uh, I was supposed to go to the. Well, were you supposed to go to the Fallout Boy Weezer Green Day? Yes. I would, yeah. So were we. I mean, the good news for me is that I've already seen all three bands. So like, oh, I wasn't have you? Super, I wasn't super devastated. <laughs> Oh, my name's Rachel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm old, and that was what went through Warp Tour when I went through. <laughs> oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's not like I bought tickets to see them; like I just happened to see them, you know. Um, but yeah, I was more upset about Puffs being canceled because I want to watch the Harry Potter play. But, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, nerd alert! Yeah, I can't help it. I can't help it. But all well, right. For my padded room, I would like to share some of the recent uh, Facebook t-shirt bangers. Yes. Hit me with them. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say them real, like, dramatic-like. All right. I'm ready. Never underestimate a dental assistant who does all things through Christ who strengthens her. Jesus Christ. But do you want to know what the funniest part about that is? What? It's like this big, burly, beardy man that's wearing it. <laughs> 
meant for like a 40, 50 something year old, like chain smoking lady named like Betty. Barbara. But, yeah, but it's it's this burly bearded man. You know what though? I don't think it's like a 50 year old lady. I think it's like that 20 year old girl who just graduated fucking dental assisting school. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> So that's no. one that I really appreciated. Um, mm-hmm. This one was just all sorts of bizarre. <laughs> it's one of those ones that it takes, like, the writing takes up, like, the entire torso of the person. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a volcanologist. I am out on parole. I am unskilled with horses. I am from Peahole, New York, and I destroy every deep dish pizza I see. I was born in July. Mr. Bean is my bitch. And, oh and then it just says, and guns. I have a freaking... And guns. Just and guns. <laughs> then it says, I have a freaking awesome girlfriend. I met her on Club Penguin. <laughs> oh my god. Um, She's cuckoo. She's cuckoo bananas and is obsessed with ethylene glycol. <laughs> yes, she got me this t-shirt. If you don't like this rat dad move. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's, that's that is a tattoo. Yeah, so that's that one. And then one that was really just kind of like short, sweet, and to the point um, was I just want to smoke weed and hang with my tortoise. I mean, fucking same, bro. I mean, I kind of thought of you with that because I'm like, it's like her with her gecko, like yeah. her lizard. <laughs> okay, wait, but this one takes the fucking cake. <laughs> you heard it. You did we talk about twisted tea? Yeah, we did a little bit. The twisted tea guy. Yeah. Oh my god, that's been giving that, me fucking life. Oh, I know. That's quite a been quite a way to start out my new year. Um, so this one. <laughs> has a picture of that little douchebag's face like photoshopped onto the body of the man wearing a t-shirt that says i ran my mouth too much and all i got was this lousy twisted tea smashed across my face oh my but that's a solid shirt like like that's funny as fuck yeah like we he needs to be wearing that shirt while we all just stand and point and laugh at him like with him on yeah. a stage just forced to stand there that's been like me and Joey's thing. Like anytime something's wrong, I'm like a couple twisted teas will solve it. Yeah, seriously, get the twisted teas. A couple twisted teas will solve it. You <laughs> fuck around and found out, you know. Fuck around and find out. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, oh shit! I love it. That's so good. Yeah. I also love the dramatic reading of the first one. So Sophie uh, gives me dramatic readings when I'm upset. Okay. So she'll find like uh, Reddit posts or like things like people are like bitching about or like someone who very clearly thinks they're the main character and that everyone needs to know about their life all the time. Uh-huh. And she'll dramatically read them to me. And she starts out, she goes... And that's how she starts out every time, like in character. And I, it fucking sends me every time she fucking sighs, and I go into it like pissing myself. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. So your dramatic reading. Um, holy shit! Not to go back to Samuel Little, but I just looked at the Wikipedia, and it says there's 60 confirmed victims. That's and 93 confessed. That's disgust. Like I have to go like shower. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to go back to the shit. I just I have it. I looked at the wiki and I was like, "What the fuck?" That is um, that's just wild as hell. Yeah, it's really bad. And now I forget. Oh, my padded room is mm-hmm. Bridgerton. Oh, that's your thing. It's so good. 
I binged it in like two days. Um, I watched it for the plot and the sure. plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the, the, actually the actor is very talented beyond just being fucking gorgeous. Um, and it's, it's, I like like Regency era, like, you know, yeah, my, story. Mom, my mom loves that shit. Yeah. So it, it's like, it's like Jane Austen gossip girl is what it is. Okay. Maybe like, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot maybe. I, I like think you'll like it and if you don't you'll like the plot. So. Well, I like a good I like a good like a good drama. Yeah, I mean it, you'll like it. Like there's a woman that's like essentially writing like Gossip Girl. In okay. There. Like and I don't even like that show, but I loved this. Mm-hmm. So, I think you'll like it a lot and like I said if not, it's just he's pretty. So, Oh, very. It's it's worth it for that. I mean, really, there's a lot of pretty people in that. Um, so Bridgerton is my padded room. Enjoy it. Love it. Um, and my uh, animal, because I haven't done that in a long time, is still going to be the fucking Highland cow. I want you all to look it up. It's Oh, it's, it's real cute. It's, it's adorable. And it's going to make your fucking day. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. I would like to publicly thank you on the podcast for my birthday present of um, it is a wine glass that says eat glass and it's amazing and I love it. I'm so glad. I was very worried and I'm just glad it's nice. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so cute and it's sparkly. It's really funny because I told her I was like, oh fuck, I sent you a birthday gift, but it's really not going to be there until like well after Christmas. Um, <laughs> and she was like, you, I forget what you said, something like you didn't have to. I was like, oh no, but you don't understand. <laughs> like no i had to (laughs) it's perfect (laughs) it it was pretty perfect yes i'm very excited to use it yay i'm so glad you like it um all right well social medias (sighs) yes we are on facebook at chardonnay and sign dna instagram chardonnay and dna um our irrelevant twitter chardonnay dna uh you can email us at chardonnay and dna at gmail.com that is also our website, just obviously not the Gmail part. And uh, did I miss any? No. Did you say the Twitter <laughs> we never use? Meh. Yeah, the irrelevant Twitter. Yeah, yeah, no. I think that's pretty much it. Oh, the TikTok. The TikTok. Oh, fuck, fuck. I have to, I need to do something for the t- TikTok. You do, because I haven't posted anything because I think everybody's probably tired of seeing my face and I'm the only first two, so. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. Um, but yeah, the TikTok is literally just Chardonnay and DNA as well. Go follow us there. Interact with us. Do at us. I, you know, what the fuck ever. Um, and send us some ideas because I'm coming up dry. Yeah. Just, oh, just say hi. We miss you all. Yeah. Sorry. Joey was very upset. He was like, I hate whatever podcasts don't record for a couple weeks because it's my routine and he's like and now you're not doing it <laughs> oh my god i'm like damn joey at me next time yeah he was, he was very upset i was like i need a break and so does becky <laughs> oh my god yes i certainly did i was i was uh fit to be tied there yeah he, he was just like well can't you just do something and i was like no <laughs> can't you just do something you record the podcast okay i love you <laughs> i love you but we need a brain recharge like <laughs> joey's podcast would be something to listen to it would be really funny i think it would be yeah i mean i i'm biased but i find him hilarious <laughs> he's just a silly silly man yes but 
so thanks for for tuning in we missed you all we are back now shouldn't have any issues hopefully we'll have some bonus shit for you soon happy fucking new year fucking new year hopefully shit changes soon and Mm -hmm. uh probably not but that's cool so all right okay bye Bye. like rest (laughs) 